Welcome back to Disclaimers Aside, a bi-weekly podcast where I share the stories of people in my community, Disclaimers Aside. I'm your host, Aisara Amadou, and let's dive into this week's episode. This week, I'm excited because we're trying something new. We're doing a episode just kind of inspired by the month of February, really just thinking about things like the topic of love. I feel like the topic of love is something that is so broad and expansive. It has so many layers to it. It means different things to different people. Your definition of love changes over the years. And so for this week, what I really wanted to do was just hear from people in my community and give them kind of the voice to be able to talk about their perceptions of love in the different ways that it manifests in their life. And so the way this episode is working is I sent out a list of questions to people in my life about love, like different as- touching on different aspects of love, because also another thing too is there are many different facets of love and at a certain point in your life, you may not have experienced the entire range of love. For example, I personally have experienced things like platonic love, love through the relationships of my friends and family, but I haven't necessarily experienced romantic love. So I can't really touch on that perspective and bring that perspective to the podcast, which I really wanted to do. Before we jump in, disclaimers aside, my unpopular opinion for this week, tying to this theme of Valentine's Day and love, is that Valentine's Day is not just... A holiday to celebrate romantic love. I feel like for a long long time, obviously Valentine's Day, it's a holiday, an American holiday that's really rooted in capitalism and capitalist practices, but I feel like you can take it beyond that meaning and you can really have fun with it. Like it can be, it can become a holiday that's more than just serving capitalist means and it can also be more of a holiday than just romantic love. I think the movement of Galentine's Day has really shown how Valentine's Day can be expanded to celebrate other different forms of love that are not just romantic love. I feel like the month of February is not just about celebrating romantic love, but also celebrating platonic love, celebrating sisterhood, celebrating familial love. And that's one thing that I love. I feel like Galentine's Day is always just a really fun time to get together with the girls and celebrate one another, celebrate female friendships, celebrate the bonds that you have and the strength that you have. And I think it's a great opportunity to really tap back into your side of love, like to bring love really into the forefront of your life. I feel like one of the things that I really want to focus on going into moving into my 20s is really just creating this like abundance of love in my life working on being a more loving person working on being someone who is able to feel and express love more easily being more loving in my relationships with people and just being able to like be enveloped by love in every different facet of my life so i feel like this month is always just kind of a reminder of that it's a reminder of the female friendships in my life that are so so important the people that mean a lot to me the love that i have for them and it's a great opportunity to just kind of celebrate love in all of its different forms i think that's why things like valentine's and galentine's are really important occasions not saying that this is the only month that you should focus on that but i think it's like an annual reminder 
to tap into that side of yourself that expresses a more loving way of living. My wreck of the week is gonna be a show actually that just came out this week on Netflix that has been going viral on TikTok. Everyone and their mother is telling me to, was telling me to watch the show and I watched it this weekend because it's the four day weekend this weekend and I had a little bit of extra time on, on my hands and it's called One Day. It's essentially normal people meets 28 Summers by Ellen Hildebrand and it's basically this TV show that spans across 14 years and it followed these these two main characters when they meet in their last year of undergrad I think it's like their graduation date that they meet but it kind of goes into the highs and lows of their relationship over the course of 14 years and a lot of the miscommunication that happens a lot of just how they struggle to work as friends as lovers over the years and it is just such a sad and beautiful show I feel like watching it I'm on the last episode at this point, like I'm on the last 15 minutes of the last episode and I feel like watching it, I'm so shocked that Netflix produced this because I feel like the quality of shows and movies that Netflix has been producing recently has just deteriorated. So I'm actually so surprised that Netflix produced it, but it's really good. It takes place in the UK and I feel like just like the European aspect of it makes it a really fun watch. I feel like it's a great film to watch and just like discuss it because I think a lot of even the conversations that we're going to be having in today's episode really apply to that show. So I reached out to a bunch of different people in my life, just asking them a bunch of questions about love. And I really wanted to just hear from people from different stages of their life, from different backgrounds. So I asked like my friends, my family, my sisters, my cousins, uh, mutual friends, people that family that lives back home, just to get different perspectives, because I think love is a really broad topic there's self-love the way that you love yourself and how you practice it there's platonic love the way you show up in your relationships with your friends and your family and the people in your life that you don't necessarily have a romantic relationship with and i think that form of love especially living in an american society really is undervalued like a lot of the times when it comes to movies and tv shows we see how beautiful and how impactful romantic love is on the individual but we don't really see how platonic love can be just as impactful and just as fulfilling as romantic love and as someone who's never really experienced romantic love one thing that i have really seen is just how platonic love is just not really done justice there was a podcast that i was listening to a couple weeks back and one of the podcast hosts had, had also never been in a relationship before and she was talking about how sometimes when you're just living life and you have a really really good circle of friends like people that you pour into them they pour into you just really really health healthy friendships and just people in your life in general you you're fulfilled in that way and so you don't feel like a sense of deficiency that you've never experienced romantic love because you're being fulfilled in other ways and i think even just conversations like that are ones that we don't really see represented a lot in the media so i do think that is a really important aspect of love that needs to be touched on in these conversations and then of course there's romantic love which i think is like a whole side really really complex and it shows up and it looks very different it's something that i think is affected by and shaped by people's cultures as well um 
and people's backgrounds so it's really interesting to just hear people's different perceptions on romantic love and how it manifests and their relationship with it so the questions that i sent out i sent out five questions and i really just gave no instructions i told people like send me a voice memo of you answering to one or as many questions as you want and there's no time limit i really just want to hear your perspective don't feel the need to sound academic or professional because really what i want to just hear is like different people's perspectives unfiltered so the questions i asked is number one how has your culture shaped the way you perceive love because i think culture has a huge impact on love even just the way people define love or how they experience love to who they love and who they're drawn to versus who they're not how has your perception of love changed over the years just because i feel like again as you mature you perceive love differently the way that i saw love in middle school and high school is completely different than the way that i see love now as a 22 year old how do you practice self-love and how is it different or the same as the way it's portrayed in the media because i think a lot of the times this is like stereotypical vision of self-love is like skincare face masks you know but self-love is it looks different for everyone and it, it manifests manifests in different ways it's not always that traditional like skincare and watching a movie on a friday night do you think romantic love is valued more than platonic love in our society and how do you define slash how do you want to be loved because i think people have different definitions of love and different standards they experience love in different ways and people have different needs so they want to be loved in different ways i think conversations like talking about like love languages and attachment styles like all of those things really play into people's different perspectives and definitions of love so with that i'm excited to just hear all of the different perspectives i personally as i'm recording this right now have not really listened to anyone's responses so i'm really excited to just dive into all about love this episode is inspired by this month as well as bell hook's book all about love i read it about two years ago and it really shifted my perspective on love and really and learned a lot of the harmful perceptions that i feel like i grew up with regarding love so i definitely recommend you read that book and i hope you guys enjoy this week's episode the question of love for me love has always been the center of everything i do and a driving force that has gotten me through a lot of i guess difficulty and hard times and allowed me to see the cup half full in many ways. It has definitely changed over time though. Now I see love more as a flexible thing because love is flexible versus in the past I have seen love as this very stagnant black and white narrative where it's like if you don't do this then you cannot be this but to understand love is to also understand how people function and because people are so complex and the world is so complex you have to understand that love exists within those cracks of complexities and for it to be true to the world that we live in it cannot be black and white and once i understood that i kind of started to categorize love especially in my 20s to kind of help me understand this narrative more because it just seemed too fluid and too complex for just me to understand how to i guess apply it to my own life and then i kind of looked around because it it does 
it does get draining in your 20s to feel like you have to love everyone around you the same especially people who are finite and only come into your life for a reason and have to leave and then you have to bear the grief of that and another thing about love is that it shows you how much you grief because every time you love your or every time you grief you know and and applies for both categories every time you grief that allows you to understand how much you have loved that made me very cautious of how much love i give because of how much capacity i have for grief because i'm like do i can i bear this much grief after and how can i love in a way that is i guess doable for me and my grief afterwards and i guess it's a pessimistic way of viewing it because i'm like already thinking about the grief but but it's also the idea of like whatever love i give you is for you to keep you do things out of love not for love meaning that you do something for the pure intention of knowing that's your root of a like that's who you are not because you expect love back because sometimes that's not how love always works right um it doesn't come back to it for tat because it's not black and white right and so going back to my other point now that i am in my 20s i'm i'm starting to understand that some people love you and there's people that love how you make them feel and there's people who love how you make them look or just love being around you and those are completely different and i think my primary people obviously would be the people that love me right they have witnessed all seasons of me have seen me in so many forms but their stream of love is consistent and then there's people who love how you make them feel right it's like the impacts of your action that is their conditions and then the third category would be the association of your love to them that is the conditioning so once you start to understand conditioning of love and how it works you start to mobilize with a better sense of um boundary and it becomes less harmful right because there's good in the bad and bad in the good and so just being able to understand love in that way has helped me a lot more to give without expecting and also show up as my best without having to feel like I'm ba- I'm going to be hurt at the end you just do it for the sake of doing it because that's what love is yeah that's what love means to me background i've never been in love in a romantic sense but i don't think you need to have experienced love in a romantic sense to have an opinion on it or to have a definition of it at least this is my definition of it i see love as something that elevates you and your mindset to something close to your fullest potential it makes you feel like your best version of yourself. It makes you feel fearless, more caring, um, more kind, more loving, just overall a better version of you. And I think in that form, it also makes you more appreciative of everything around you, the world around you, the people around you, the person that you love and that brought that, that best version out of you. But it also makes you appreciate yourself more. And I think all this this gratitude and appreciation and uh, elevation of vibration, I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but um, you know what I mean. I think that just 
enters you in the the law of attraction and there's a cycle with that where when you keep putting out gratitude and love you receive love you're attracted to good energy and you receive good energy and that's why i think love is so beautiful and something that we need to be letting guide us in our decisions and in our lives i also think that when you're in love that and when you're in that cycle that law of attraction state you don't feel the need to exercise power or over someone or like control them because you're so filled with happiness and hope there's there's no room for things like uh fear or greed and in that sense love is liberation and we need we need to see it as that there's a difference between like romance and lust and love because love is a choice and it's a lot of work and liberation comes with a lot of work so love is liberation love is being there during the hard times to show that you are with that person no matter what they're going through and no matter what the situation is love is patience patience meaning not to just leave when things start getting bad Patience meaning by you want to sit down and make things work and to communicate. You can say that you love me, but I actually speak way louder than words. I don't just need words. I need to actually see it. To see that you want to make, you you want to stay there no matter what I'm going through. Or no matter what you are going through too. Relationships are not easy. It takes work. Relationships is like a full-time job. I believe in building relationships, whether it's work, whether it's school, whether it's with a partner. You won't just jump into a relationship that's perfect. And it's never going to be perfect. It takes time. It can take days. It can take months. It can take even years. The times we live in, I feel like people just picture relationships as this perfect thing that's always going to be good, that doesn't have hard times. I feel like a lot of times they fail because people jump in thinking this perfect this person has to be perfect or the relationship has to be perfect. So when it starts getting hard, they pull away. They pull away thinking this is not how love is supposed to be when it's exactly how love is supposed to be. No one is ever going to be perfect. No one. It's about how do you want to make things work with that person. I want to be loved by someone being patient, honest, caring, showing affection, willing to communicate, and willing to make things work. Love is not just the good moments. There's no such thing as a relationship that's always going to be good. That's that's in the fairy tales. When you with, when you are with a person, and no matter what you guys are going through, when you look at that person, you're like, I want to make things work. I want to sit down. I want to communicate. You fight for it. It's sacrifice. You have to sacrifice. Love is not just the good moments, and that's how I define love and how I want to be loved. I would define love as. Someone that really respects you, is there for you, no matter what. And it's something that's, I believe, unconditional. Um, no matter what that person does, you're always going to be there for them. You're always going to respect them and treat them with kindness. And so I'm still learning about love, and I'm, you know, going to expand on that maybe in the future. But that's kind of what how i define love i do think that romantic love is valued more than platonic love in our society simply because of the way that it is portrayed in the media um i think we constantly see things online i think it's more popular to see just media content surrounding romantic love 
And I do believe that we do see platonic love portrayed in the media, but it's just not as, it's not as, it doesn't stir as much of a response, in my opinion, which I think is different because platonic love is really something that is really beautiful and should be valued more because it's less contractual, in my opinion. You know, loving somebody else for the purpose of fulfillment and enjoyment and enjoying being that person's company. I just think that in general, platonic love is a lot more sustainable and will always be there. And I think that it is just as important as romantic love. I would define love as pretend you are a little kid and you love animals or you love cars. That same feeling you have with those desires that you want, that is what love is. There's always that excitement. Being with someone, you are in the present and you don't care about anything else in the world. The way I am loved or the way I like to be loved is by surprises, by the little things. You remember the little things. Um, We have the same interests. You have goals. Um, Independence. I feel like independence is number one for me. I love my sense of independence. Um, Peacefulness. Um, Obviously, trust and communication. Communication goes very far for me because as I'm in my 20s, I'm literally just here. Like I'm figuring out, going with the flow, just as probably you are. I don't really know what's going to happen next. I don't know where I'm going to be in the next 10 years. I don't know a lot of things. So just having a partner that just wants to figure it out with me goes a long way and not like rush into anything. And I also love spending time with my partner one-on-one, whether that be getting groceries together, cooking together, going on trips together, um, spending time together, like going on dates or even doing like the little things together. And that's like going on a road trip or... Hey, I have this work event. Do you want to come with me? Like, I really want you to come and see what I've been working on, etc. Like, those little things. And I guess, like, just the feeling to be wanted and loved by your partner goes a really long way. I would definitely, most definitely say in my teenage years, I was I was going towards more of looks rather than personality and, like, future-wise. And I didn't really focus on other aspects, like their goals, um, how they treat people, how they treat themselves, how they talk to their parents, um, their hobbies. Um, and now, in my early 20s, I'm 21, um, I feel like I most definitely go for a personality. Um, their goals, what are their aspirations? I want to dig deeper, like, do you believe in aliens? I am a person that, like, loves surprises, so if they can surprise me. Um, basically, my perception of love is when you come home and, let's say, you have a dog, and automatically that dog is gonna like come running towards you and like attack you with love and like with pure happiness. To me, that's true love because you shouldn't have, you shouldn't hold pity for someone that you love or want to connect with and want a long-term relationship with. Yeah, and also communication. I feel like communication is a big need for me just because I'm a man of independence and I also want my partner to be one of independence as well. Just like independent partner independent me and then we come together and we're both either depending on each other for something or we're doing something together for the both of us maybe like buying a house buying an apartment getting a pet i always engage in self-love that's something that just like helps me i started in the beginning of covid because it was my senior year of high school and i didn't know what was going to happen next um i already got like my whole senior year squabbled in it ran away 
and I still like wish things were different, but I am grateful for how things are right now. Um, I was not gonna expect this. I was not expecting this actually. Like four years along, I go to UC Berkeley and like all this other stuff. So what I started doing, what I started implementing in twenty twenty is yoga. Um, that really helped me stay in the present. And I really feel like it connected to me, like, on a deeper level since I wasn't already, like, connected to myself. And yoga really just prioritized that for me. I also set boundaries to prioritize my well-being. So, like, if I didn't get enough sleep, hey, y'all, I gotta gotta go. Like, I'm tired. I got shit to do. Like, I did too much today. I for sure celebrate my achievements, um, whether that be passing a midterm, getting a new job, um, like the little things even like, oh, I got out of bed, I brushed my teeth, I washed my face, I took a shower. I'm just celebrating those like small achievements because they go like a long way. I feel like you really can't rely on other people to do that because like you have to rely on yourself and those like foster my self-love to myself. I feel like this is different in the media just because they do another form of self-love but it is based on money for example shopping shopaholic or going on a trip society is so attracted to being in a relationship they want someone offer themselves and nobody else and i feel like in this society or when i was in my teenage years it was rather weird that a boy and a girl were friends and just friends and Everybody always thought, like, oh, are y'all talking? Are y'all dating? Like, what's the move? Like, oh my gosh, one true pairing, OTP. And that's not always the case. A guy and a girl can be friends with no set, like, feelings. I feel like in this society, there's always that need for romance and platonic relationships, friendships, anything. And this society is always attracted to romance. I really don't know how I feel about that because, for example, me, I'm a queer man. I have girl friends, majority. And when I have guy friends, I guess I am seen as straight. But then when they realize that I'm queer, they, they're like, oh, are we friends because like, you like me? Nah, bruh, you're just cool. Like, we, we can't vibe or what? Um, so there's it's definitely interesting how society plays a role in romance and platonic relationships. I feel like, I don't know. I also feel like there's something engraved in how we view things as we were younger or what our parents taught us. Like when I was born and I got like into like friendships and I would bring a girl home and my parents would be like, oh, is that your girlfriend? Like, no, we're just friends. Then I bring a guy home and they're like, oh, like... Oh my gosh, really cool, blah, blah, blah. Very interesting. But I I 100% feel like the way you were born and how you view friendships and relationships and romance and platonic friendships, it really varies. But to answer the question, I do think that romance love is valued more than platonic love in our society. I would say growing up, I associated love to be like a very western slash white thing mainly because of the way that i would see my parents interact with love i think my mom for sure was someone who 
was very generous with her love like she gave love very freely but I feel like my dad was more reserved with it and I think I remember growing up and asking my dad you know if he loved me or if he loved my mom and I remember him just like grumbling and being like oh like that's like white people stuff like that's not you know that's not something that we do and I think in general like with Guinean parents like I've talked to like other friends or even just my cousins in general love isn't something that is like freely expressed or i would say like maybe with like the men um and even sometimes the women but i think the thing is is like they are more likely to engage in acts of service and like showing you that they love you rather than telling you just because with a lot of like the guineans that i've interacted with or just guineans with uh, within my family a lot of them say how they notice the west is more likely to say how much they love you but not necessarily be able to express it um as far as like deeply and genuinely the way that i started to perceive love was that it was more of an acts of service thing but also i started to see it as maybe something that wasn't necessarily important or maybe it was a waste of time just because of the way that people that i grew up with and my parents would react to it my perception of love has drastically changed um drastically changed and i think a part of that though has to be because of like reading i growing up i found myself getting really really lost in books and i feel like because they provided me with a sense of comfort that i felt like i couldn't necessarily get firsthand from my parents especially like with romance books and just love in general i found myself just getting really attached to the to the way that love was portrayed within the literary world and then also too like um i think it's also changed because now i'm able to realize um especially like with my own journey with islam i'm able to realize that the start and the end of love is allah and really there is no love without Allah and like love is a way I feel like this is my personal belief um but I feel like love is a way to kind of experience Allah's mercy especially when Allah places love between two human beings whether that's platonic or romantic um or like even like a familial love or a relation um like within a family I think that that type of love is a mercy and that changed more probably I want to say during quarantine when I was getting more into my faith and listening to lectures more and also when I discovered the village auntie like I just loved the way that she talked about love and how as Muslims there is a specific way that we're meant to perceive love and not everything is about the the western views on love not to say that those are necessarily bad but i think a lot of those can become a lot more like fantastical slash like ro romanticized and i just really loved how love was connected to allah in such a practical and beautiful way in the sense that like this type of love like lasts forever if that makes sense because of the fact that allah is everlasting that type of love and just the fact that love originated from him and ends with him it just gave it a more permanent type of like essence like there was just it was more it felt more genuine how do i practice self-love i think this was a little bit difficult for me maybe before quarantine i want to say because i think self-love for me was attached to like a lot of consumerist ideas buying a face mask buying bubble baths buying this and that and just kind of attaching my self-worth or this idea of a new identity or a new version of myself coming forth through these products that i was buying and then just calling them self-care how i would say i'd practice it now would probably be like 
through the way that I'm able to set boundaries. Um, I'm a very non-confrontational person, but over the years, I've been able to remember and realize that practicing self-love also means asserting myself in ways that kind of like gently remind people that I'm also a human being and I'm also deserving of respect and just like acknowledgement and consideration. I think another way that I practice self-love is also disconnecting from the world. I find that I can get very very overwhelmed by people and people's thoughts and opinions and sometimes it causes me to forget myself and I think through that forgetting of myself like sometimes I feel like a little bit of the love is almost lost as well so I find myself wanting to disconnect from the world um and maybe this is like me not necessarily like responding to people as fast or like not engaging with people as much and I don't necessarily see it as a form of isolation but I see it as a time period to disconnect from the world and also be able to connect with my lord and kind of recharge in a way that I believe will be best for myself. My version of self-love is a lot more different than how the media portrays it just because I feel like living in a western world self-love is associated with a lot of consumerism and a lot of capitalism um, the idea of self-love is usually associated with this like new version of yourself or this new you and the only way you can access that new you is through buying new things or becoming that new person or losing that weight um, and I think there's also this kind of like association with the old you <laughs> or even just the concept of an old you right like there's no kind of consistency with the idea that the old you is still you but there's more of an association of that old you being associated with depression and you're you hate your life and you're just miserable but i think that the way that i've been able to see self-love is um kind of through this concept that i learned from village auntie which is the idea of like a law centered self-love um this idea that you know although <laughs> i think the media kind of portrays this idea of like telling yourself affirmations oh you're beautiful you're smart you're this you're that I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that but I also have learned through the the concept of a law-centered self-love that not every self-love doesn't start and begin with you as a person it begins with a law and I feel like if you remove a law from that idea of self-love that's when things kind of get lost and I realized I'm not really a huge fan of like centering oneself in the sense that like attributing every good quality that you have to your own hands because the reality is is like we're just simply reflections of who Allah is um, if we're generous then that's just the mercy that Allah has placed within us to be able to kind of enact it on this earth you know what I mean like I just feel like we are all vessels and I feel like once we like with the centering of Allah I think that's when the true self-love begins because you know how Allah tells us that we can't really know ourselves unless we know him and then when we forget about him he causes us to forget ourselves I think the difference is in the way that I view self-love is that I've kind of removed this idea that everything good that I have comes directly from me and more of the idea that Allah was just merciful enough to place that within me to be able to reflect it on the earth that makes sense do you think romantic love is valued more than platonic love in our society a hundred percent a hundred thousand bajillion percent i really think though um with this question i think it's also too important and acknowledge the ways in which 
Um, and I'm just going to talk about this from a more gendered perspective because I'm a woman and all I've ever understood about romantic love is from a woman's perspective but i feel like specifically with women who value romantic love over platonic love i would say that to be fair a lot of it isn't their fault in the sense that like they've grown up in a society that has taught them that the value of a man is like their life's epitome you know what i mean like the way that a man values them a way that a man desires them a way that a man wants to choose them and pick them and marry them is like their ultimate goal in life and that they should focus on that the most. Another thing is that when you kind of consume this type of information, you assume that that is all your life's purpose. So I feel like when it comes time for you to engage in that romantic love, when you have that platonic love, then yes, you do feel like you have to choose that romantic love over the platonic love. Also, I think another thing that we don't often talk about too is I find that some women will use their platonic loves in their life as like waiting periods or waiting rooms until they find the romantic love that they feel like will give them their life's purpose. And I think it's more valued in the sense that I feel like that is of the utmost importance that I feel like people want to talk about, want to dissect, want to analyze. But I will say I do think the hope that gives me is that I have is that I feel like our generation is clocking it more and putting in effort to kind of unlearn that and also amplify the fact that like platonic love is just as beautiful as romantic love obviously the dynamics are different um but platonic love gives so much fulfillment and it also reminds us that like there's so much more to life than what a man wants from you there's so much more to life than you know having the love of your life which is beautiful it's absolutely beautiful but that is not the epitome or the best part of life. I want to be loved the same way that I love people. I feel like recently I've realized that I am a very, very sensitive girl. Um, but I think that sensitivity comes from me genuinely just loving my people so much and wanting to be around them 24 seven, wanting to check in on them, wanting to share their company. I want to be loved in a way that is cognizant of me being a being a creation of a law and I want to be loved in the sense that I want someone to be able to like take care of my heart maybe that's a heavy thing but take care of my heart in the sense that like knowing that the people that you love are gifts from a law and that they're emanas their trust um, and that a law entrusts them for to us for a certain period of time so taking care of that making most of the time um being mindful of their time being mindful of their feelings of everything and i i want to be loved like that i want to be loved like i am a trust from allah to that person slash people i definitely believe that romantic love is valued more than platonic love in our society and I feel like this comes from the portrayal of societal norms, which is like, you have to have a family, you have to find a partner, you have to get married through the church, all these things. But we also have been, as I've been seeing through TikTok and other social medias, a lot of people are moving away from romantic love. I'm not saying that it's not there anymore, because a lot of people still do want to find a partner, get married and whatnot. But I've also seen another side of social media where people are like, maybe all you need is just a platonic soulmate, like a best friend 
something like that and people are just okay with that without having to do a whole relationship and it makes me really think a lot now how I used to view everything back then which everybody would always say they want a boyfriend they want a girlfriend and they want to settle down have kids but now even some of my friends don't e- say they don't even want to be in a relationship romantically because that's just not what they want they want to be independent but they would be very happy just having like a best friend and just having that type of platonic love instead of having a romantic love. How I tend to practice self-love every day is just taking a moment to myself and writing down what I'm feeling or even just going on a walk or even just small words of affirmation. I feel like it's kind of different than how it's portrayed in social media because I feel like in social media, People are like, you have to do this, you have to do that. But everybody's journey for self-love is different because some things might work for other people and others might not. Like words of affirmation for my friends don't work. But for me, if I just look in a mirror and say, like, you got this, you can do this, it helps. But for other people, it might be something else. And I feel like our society portrays that self-love, you have to, like, do all these things because these influencers show it but in reality self-love is a personal journey that's going to be different and unique for every single person i think love is a connection based on genuine care respect and understanding i really do value love that sees beyond superficial factors like person's character and value my culture often emphasize factors like race, ancestry, and wealth in relationships, which can affect how love is perceived. Over time, I've realized that love should be based on mutual respect, of course, understanding, and shared values, rather than external factors like race or wealth because most of people depends on these external factors and they ended up really regretting it. Romantic love might be more valued due to cultural norms that emphasize romantic relationships and stuff as a path to stability and statue, often overlooking the depths of platonic relationships. I think that love is portrayed similarly societally as it is within the media. I think that oftentimes media tries to portray romantic love as the goal and it kind of it kind of makes romantic love like it puts it on a pedestal and it and a lot of times you see in like shows and movies you see like people sacrificing their friendships, their they're very strong, close relationships that they've spent so long building with people for their flings or their romantic love. And it's just, we believe as a society that like the goal is to go get married. And that's, that's a lot more important within our culture than like having strong friendships and having platonic relationships to the extent to where, yes, you don't have to get married, but people look upon people who are in their old age and are unmarried as unhappy and they don't stop to think about the fact that even if you don't have a romantic relationship you probably have some really strong 
platonic relationships, and oftentimes those can be more fulfilling than a romantic relationship. And so someone who does not have a romantic relationship isn't moving, isn't losing anything. But oftentimes it's it's not seen that way because societally people just tend to believe that romantic love is just significantly better and way more important and should be the goal than platonic relationships. And I think that really undervalues and undersells platonic relationships and it's unfair. My perception of love has changed and it's really matured actually. Um starting off young, you know, I always I always felt like I wanted that love or or, or I felt like I needed it. When really in everyday things you you find love. It's not always the romantic you know the the romantic love or the platonic love it's it's really just the love of living every day the the love of enjoying the trees the love of smelling the crisp air when you wake up Pe- some people really take these things for granted and i think to be happy and to set yourself up in a better situation for romantic love it's love the little things in life you know not always it's not always that big love that's going to save you necessarily i don't know if you understand what i mean by that but our culture has shaped me to perceive love by really seeing that love isn't just affection love is it's acts of kindness you know acts of forgiveness in our culture, we tend to always be around each other. We always have friends around, you know, always drinking tea, eating. I think that love ultimately, the way love has been perceived to me, at least, is just being there for people, you know, having that friend, having somebody you can always count on, rely on, you know, the people you're with every single day. You know, it doesn't always have to be an affectionate I love you or, you know, a hug and kiss, for say. How do you practice self-love? For me, the biggest thing, practicing self-love is, first, the mental battle every day. Waking up and getting up and doing what you, you know, doing what you plan to do and doing what you got to do, you know getting the tasks done doing every day every day has to be a productive day and you know a big part of that for me is hitting the gym every day you know I try to get better you know build my physique and honestly that has been the lead candidate for me for my self-love you know just just building my physique and building my confidence and it gives me an aura it gives me it gives me a protection of self love that I haven't experienced in a long time, you know. I don't need anybody's opinion because I know I know where I am and I know how hard I work to get here and I know I look good. So it's not really like a cocky thing. It's just a confidence thing that keeps you mentally stable and it keeps you really just like loving your life. So I guess my perception of love is that it's like the strongest thing in the world. It can make you go to war, it can make you love money, or it can make you love something that you really care about in life, but I think it's also something super positive. It can make you love a higher power like God, it can make you love people, your friends, your family. It can 
just brings so much light into the world and having a love for humanity is really beautiful too just having just care and empathy and sympathy for people on a deeper level is a form of love even if they're a complete stranger i also feel like love can be one of those things that can be so consuming and just kind of letting that aspect of love go and just letting things be easy and flow in and out of life can be so fulfilling as well having self-love can be really restorative and make you more productive and effective and happy and complete as a person because you're not trying to fill this void with something that's temporary being right with yourself makes other people respect you and have love for you too i also feel like love is one of those things that you shouldn't be ashamed of wanting wanting to be in a certain friendship or relationship and waiting and trying to work on yourself until you're completely perfect or you're a completely different person or when this happens or some sort of milestone or manufactured moment that you set for yourself is a little bit unrealistic it puts like your life on hold and love is something that brings life into your your world your soulmate or whoever it is whether it's platonic or romantic those people have been rearranged and prearranged and planned out by god and it's all a part of like a greater destiny that's been written for you and a greater plan i think that's so beautiful and wanting things and having desires is just means that you're a human being and i think there's so many avenues to experience love in the world but being one with yourself and being at one with god and having a good relationship with your parents and with the people who love you and pouring love and to other people is extremely fulfilling you are also an accumulation of all the beautiful moments and experiences that you have with other people all of those experiences that you have with the ones you love are a part of who you are and to me that's what i feel like love is it's like this magnetic force that can't be in a manipulated controlled forced i think the first couple things that immediately came to mind was my first ever relationship with you know a man <laughs> and i also think about girlhood a lot and also my relationship with allah so to dabble into like a bit of each starting with my first relationship i feel like before entering my first relationship i was very much someone who was like very anti-men and just overall like very i just didn't understand the idea of being able to love someone so much and sort of taste the side of uh, the taste the side of love that comes romantically and from a single partner in a way that like you just feel very cared for and adored and like just very secure of yourself and that person and and that relationship and how Allah can show up for you through that type of dynamic and i think leaving that relationship as well also adjusted my perception of love because it allowed me to understand that um love just isn't enough like truly i feel as though allah doesn't give humans the capacity to like withstand things just because love is between you and another person because that love should only exist for allah and only allah is capable of um 
withstanding any measures because he's the greatest and taught me that you shouldn't really succumb to whatever standards or to whatever like another person wants whether it's romantically platonically just because um you guys love each other it's not it's not necessary it's not healthy and it's very draining and that kind of leads me to what i mentioned about girlhood because my perception of love is deeply rooted in like experiencing love from my friends whether we're super close like my best friends or just people it's high by relationships and i feel like women black women like black girly pop groups they have a way of showing up for one another in a way that's so special and so unique to like that identity and i feel like it taught me it taught me that love can show up in so many different ways and so many types of services whether it's gift giving acts of services um complimenting all of that yeah i feel as though girlhood really really taught me a lot and it's allowed me to continue to believe in love because i feel like after my relationship that period of heartbreak which although it happened like the end of 2022 i still feel like heartbreak isn't something you just like heal from and then life goes on like you sort of just carry it on with you and sometimes you you feel like you're in the trenches and other times you feel like you're living so it's a weird sense of grief but having just really really good friends around me that remind me of Allah's love and remind me of their love consistently allowed me to believe in love in a different way and not rely on the fact that it might only come romantically or it's only subject to romantic relationships and then the last one uh, my relationship with Allah I feel as though without my relationship and being Muslim and being a believer and understanding that one of Allah's beautiful attributes is love I don't think life would just would make sense in any context because there are certain times when you get upset for example when your parent like doesn't want you to do something or get yelled at or like your friend just sort of like tries to check you or, or anything any of that sort but it's still under the umbrella of love and there are certain situations that you're put in that you may not understand in that moment that's out of love that Allah might be testing you but and this is something I'm, I need to say to myself more but you know some things can be right in front of you and not meant for you but there's beauty in that and there's a reason why it's not for you and it's sort of like understanding that because you are loved there's a certain i don't know there's a certain standard that's just for you and only you and that's just by allah's will and mercy my perception of love over the years after i started bettering my relationship with my dean and praying regularly and like really seeking knowledge from an islamic perspective i feel as though my understanding of love increased because it literally surrounds us at any moment of any time when you think of sustenance when you think of mercy when you think of any attribute it's always the foundation is love growing up uh in a guinean household with west african parents i feel as though i had a very confused mindset of love growing up because i feel like a lot of immigrant children can relate to this that we never see our parents sit down and like devout their hearts to one another and like repeat their vows every five years like you do in uh the western media so there was like a large disconnect of like seeing other people's parents and their open dynamics whereas my parents were sort of like just stuck in survival mode and like yes they have a marriage and yes there's love there but it's not it's not super loud. I think the way my culture shaped my perception of love is that it's not really, it's not through always spoken through words. And I think a big part of my understanding comes from my dad because he's someone who's heavily 
into acts of service like if you need anything at all whether you say it or you don't say it like it'll be there like if you need a necklace fixed the next day it's on the tables wrapped up in a bow if you need i don't know something's wrong with the car he'll get it done without words being asked and or even for our schooling um like school supplies like he was willing to just sacrifice so much to get us like the newest devices to make sure we have a car in la to make sure you know and same with my mom that we have we have money to pay for rent and everything so i feel as though at the same time because that might be coupled with like without the physical words of saying literally i love you i feel as though there was sort of a disconnect in understanding that i am being provided for and taken care of and so loved by my parents specifically but there was sort of a disconnect that i almost feel like was rooted in like living in the west and seeing like oh the way to know someone loves you that they literally have to say it and it doesn't give room to the many different type of languages that exist that aren't just socially acceptable especially where where i grew up in california yeah i think my culture has just especially going back to ivory coast even though i'm from guinea a lot of my dad's family lives there but just seeing how community oriented like the culture is there which is similar to Guinea and just knowing that like I have a really big family that shares similar ideals that are rooted in communal love and that nobody is on their own and I think it allows me to understand that my culture is a lot more rooted in love than I even care to acknowledge but like a big thing in a lot of African most cultures anyway is you know sharing food together and putting food on someone's plate even so having like big feasts together as fam as a family and just little actions like here and there has allowed me to understand how my culture may stand out uh compared to others and how it continues to shape my perception of love because even when it comes to languages i feel as though English almost sounds boring when you speak in love when you speak about love but when I speak in Pulat or hear my parents speak in Pulat about something that they love or telling a story it sounds a lot more poetic and a lot more a lot more sincere and you know funny funny enough the first man I was with was also <laughs> from Guinea and I feel like that also impacted my perception of love that I was able to see through my culture because the man that I was with and cared for and it was reciprocal and, and secure was also shared my culture and I feel like that was a really nice introduction to romantic love especially when you guys have a shared culture and you guys share the same language and you understand like the same different tidbits in here and there so the way that the love is expressed is rooted in both of your like a similar culture and i don't know it just it, it brings the fireworks to the table for real my culture has i believe expanded upon traditional definitions of love by emphasizing different types of love particularly familial love i've been known to understand love as a community thing and that you can love and care for other things besides other people you could care for the environment you could care for um well i suppose other people but also other people more abstractly rather than just you know choosing special individual people to give love to so i see it as a very broad um very community oriented applicable type thing so it's not so one on one i don't feel that it's changed too much over the years i suppose when i was younger i just imagined that love was a feeling um versus lately or as i get older 
I've been hearing more about love being an action and a choice more so than a feeling. And I think I completely agree with this, that love is a choice and that, you know, you may not always like someone that you do love, but you choose to continue to investing your time and energy into them because you love them, even if, you know, you're more surface level day-to-day feelings on them might change and I think that's normal. I'm having trouble I guess understanding exactly what self-love is because it seems to be defined very differently depending on who you ask. Some people define self-love as self-esteem, some people define self-love as self-care, some people define self-love as something else entirely. Um, So it's hard for me to say how I practice self-love because I don't know exactly how to define that. I would say positive affirmations are something I've been pursuing a lot. Also, just discipline to me is a form of self-love that I've been working to to try and develop because in a way I'm seeing myself as valuable, as worthy. And so through this discipline, I can acquire all the things that I believe I deserve. So I would say that's the way I practice self-love. But I'm curious to hear other people's responses. Do you think romantic love is valued more than platonic love in our society? If we're talking about U.S. society, um, I would say yeah. Um, And I don't think this is necessarily a good thing. Um, I wouldn't say it's a bad thing either. But I do think that familial love and platonic love especially, um, so love between friends have been kind of de-emphasized and you'll see kind of people talk about how um, when their friends partner up they forget about you or whatever Um, and that's definitely a phenomenon I've observed. Um, So I do think romantic love is valued more than platonic love in our society. We do see a lot of media uh, surrounding romantic love and kind of it being placed as the pinnacle of achievement in our society and You know, I don't think that it really has to be that way. I think it can be valued equally to familial, platonic, etc. kinds of love. I've been reading a little bit about how also a romantic love is a construct. um, Our concepts of romance and such have been determined socially and weren't really always a thing. And I've been thinking about how interesting um, this idea is. For me, being loved is... um, I would say it's being cared for and chosen consistently. That's how I would define being loved. Not necessarily understood. Um, I don't think you have to fully understand someone to love them, but you just have to care and you just have to try and you just have to make them a priority. And the good thing about this definition is it can apply to all the types of love I had spoken about before so platonic familial community love all those kinds of things um so even though there may be issues there may be disagreements people may not be in complete alignment or understanding with each other which is impossible by the way you know you're still being chosen and you're still being cared for so that is how i personally would define and want to be loved so this is a segment um from the east eats all of us kind of like think uniquely and i thought it would be such a like productive conversation to have like this specific group of people how has your culture shaped the way you perceive love um so my cultural background i'm somali and even more in depth i'm somali but i'm from Diridoa, so that's in ethiopia it's like a little bit of a culture mix because you know we'll be eating like injera with like baris or like stuff like that you know like in the food the music 
growing up, I listened to like all types of d- different East African music. And I would say one thing that I feel like other Somali people can relate with, and I've said this before, is that I never grew up with my parents being affectionate. And I never really saw what it looks like to have like that kind of love in the household. And therefore, like the way I expect love or like the way I think of love now, it's just more of like a not realistic thing. Like it's like movies, shows, and it's not really like, you know, it's not really um, realistic. I relate to your experiences about like growing up without much affection. I don't think I, I wasn't raised with that either. I wasn't raised seeing that, feeling that other than like watching movies. So it's like it's cool that you mentioned that because that reminds me of. Like, I think I like watching romantic movies because it just feels so out of the norm of, like, what I'm used to. And it's like, damn, maybe one day type, you know what I mean? But I think culturally, I was still raised to see marriage and, like, couples, you know, so not really, like, baby daddy, baby mama type situations. It was more so just, like, everyone, all my uncles and aunties were married, my parents. And that's that's what I expect to, to see for myself in the future. I'm kind of like the opposite, I guess. I grew up with like a lot of affection around me, I guess. And um, I don't know. I, I think my, I was blessed to have the parents I have. They show so much love. And I have a big family. So like my culture, like I feel like, you know, and most of our parents probably came from back home or um, was Mr. Habesha here or from you know, Africa. And I feel like uh, compared to being in America, uh, back home, they're really selfless. Um, mm. So it's not about you know, what somebody could do for you, it's, it's about doing for each other. So even in old age, uh, we're taking care of our elders, our parents, and that love is different. Like, you're doing something for somebody because you generally care for that person or, you know, uh, you want to see them just do well. Oh yeah, I can agree with Medon, but I also can agree with Hadaya about, like, having cultural, different cultural backgrounds about, like, food and everything and, like, how you don't eat the same food every day. For my household as well, compared to Medon's, like, my, my mom is very, very affectionate. And she loves to show affection all the time, 24-7, as much as she can, which I do love. But, like, I feel like it's just from her understanding what her parents had to go through and then, like, what the way she was raised, she was, like, presented affection from only from her mother's trauma. So I feel like she was, like, I want to show affection as well, the same way my mother had to go, like, wanted to show. So I feel like I can, re- I can relate to how affectionate people can be, but I feel like... Another thing is, like, I don't know if you guys could relate, but, like, my parents, like, their form of affection is food. Like, they share food. They want us to eat first. Everything is just food. Like, you eat, 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 like, all you can until you're full. And even if you're full, you still have to eat because that's how they show their affection. It's crazy because my dad always says, like, you don't, like, you don't say words. It's more of, like, you show, like, how you are. Like, for example, like, he'll see other people and be, like, calling um, their wives or, like, their husband, like, babe and stuff like that. My dad does not believe in that. It's more of, like, it's not words. Sometimes he thinks it's, like, it's fake, I guess. Mm-hmm. He'll just be, like, it's um, more of your action that matter rather than the words that you're using. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say, like, I feel like we fell off when it in t- when it comes to, like, showing affection because if you listen to like back home songs like from mm. like the 70s or mm-hmm. like even back then 90s. like you would even <laughs> in the 90s <laughs> like you would hear like words like and the way they talk and it makes you think like damn like i want to find a love like this like the way he talks about her or even the way he looks at her like the girl in the music video like <laughs> like it's like i saw <laughs> i saw a uh, ethiopian um uh, I saw an Ethiopian video. The guy dove in the water, like, <laughs> to catch her because she was on the boat. <laughs> Growing up, when I lived with my parents, 
in San Diego, my parents were very affectionate with each other. Even like during family gatherings, I would notice they're like the only two couples that would actually like mm. be, you know, affectionate towards each other. While the other half of, like, like couples or parents are just like in their own separate, mm. like, you know, the women together and the men together. But when I was growing up back home, when I lived with my auntie, her and her husband weren't really affectionate. And I think it's more of like a back home thing, maybe. Mm. And then another form would be um, my aunt's. They're very affectionate, and it goes on to saying, like, what you... Like, they're... It's not just words. They do a lot for me. Like, they raise me. They're my Mm -hmm. mothers. And they're very affectionate in the way they show up for me, whether it's academically, whether it's financially, whether it's, like, any... Even emotionally. Mm -hmm. They're very... I don't know how to explain it. I just have a lot of love for them. Adding on to what Marilyn said, actually, like, growing up back home, people are just very genuine. Mm -hmm. They're, like you said, they're selfless. And, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I don't think I'm the... I am the person today... If I didn't grow up back home, mm-hmm. because Americans are very like self-centered, selfish, like yeah. You know. How has your perception of love changed over the years? How do you practice self-love? I used to think that, um, like younger and seeing my parents, I used to think that love conquered all. So it's like if you have love, everything will be all right. But as I got older, I think being out here really, I think because back home, you know, third world country, I feel like all they have is each other. You know what I mean? It wasn't more of a financial issue it wasn't more of nobody you know nobody's super rich nobody's like this like that it's like kind of just you just got each other so it's easier just to it's easier just to be you know have love out there but out here it's like love's not enough like you got to be financially stable you got to have loyalty communication trust uh there's so many aspects that could deter love i feel like uh it's i feel like love's more love is pretty simple but it's more difficult depending where you are uh, i feel like a lot of Im- there's a lot of influences on that social media influences that rap influences that i feel like back home it's simple just because it's genuine here like i seen love there like growing up in addis and i seen love here me personally when i love someone i truly love them whether that is uh romantically or like like just yeah friends i had to learn like just because i love someone doesn't mean that person loved me Mm. Uh, you know what i mean it's not like how we grow up it has very impact on how we love for me because I would love someone like genuinely, they would think it's something else mm-hmm. rather than it's just platonically. What I've grown to realize love is to me is just getting back to you in the depths of your heart and just loving everything and every way and everyone mm-hmm. and loving God and letting lo- God's love like shine through me. And I think that's, that's really how love has changed for me in the past few years. Because before, my perception of love, um, it came from what I saw around me in terms of media and when I would be outside of the house because, as I mentioned before, I didn't really grow up seeing much affection. I never saw my parents do more than hug each other like once a year mm-hmm. if it was for a picture. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, I mean, they would show love to me in certain ways, kind of like how y'all were talking about financially or, like, just being there for you. Like, I used to play soccer growing up. My dad was at every game, every practice. That's love. Like, that's strong love mm-hmm. that he didn't really have. But I didn't really realize that when I was a kid. I just thought that was normal. I used to think of love as romance, mm-hmm. like because I see movies and stuff, yeah. all that. I didn't know like the the way that my parents were actually building me as a as a kid and as a human being was so much love. They were doing so much, sacrificing so much for me. What well, the, the older I got and the more I realized that's what that was, made me appreciate it so much, and that changed. Um, how I perceive love. I want to say something about how I practice self love. It kind of goes off to 
like self affirmations, but like more deeply. I know most of y'all know the book, like the Four Agreements, yes. and it's talking about what was it? Be impeccable. Yeah, yeah. And so like a lot of people don't know this, but like I really I speak down on myself a lot, especially mm-hmm. growing up, and like I don't seem like it because I'm. I compliment myself a lot around like people and stuff, but when it comes to like academically or just like trying to be successful and even like physically too, I speak down on myself to the point where I start to believe it because especially when you say it out loud to yourself, you hear it and you start to believe it. So like what I do is I try to just like, even if it's like my worst days and I know I fucked up, like I just like self-affirmation, say something positive about myself saying like I'm able or like it sounds so like cliche, but it's like low key kind of true. especially on your hard days give yourself grace yeah literally it's important like to put love in platonic relationships just as much as romantic relationships Mm because i feel like a lot of people forget that the people around you that is genuine you know their relationships too like you have to like keep them in mind think about how they're doing think about their mental health physical health like these are people that you see on a day-to-day like you shouldn't put that type of energy only on a romantic partner Mm -hmm. you should also like put like love like maybe take your friends out get your friend a gift once in a while because you know you don't really got to be practicing all of that just for a romantic partner for girls especially lord knows like your your girlfriends will love you way more than Mm. a man will literally yeah literally like uh, i'm telling you right now like they'll have that genuine love they will actually treat you Mm -hmm. right it's that it's that female energy that female love that you want to circulate yourself with Mm -hmm. how do you think romantic love is more valued than platonic love in our society Platonic friendships are more, or platonic love is more valuable. Mm. Romantic love is more valued. And the reason for that is because of the, all the holes in your life that a romantic love can fill for people, all the voids, insecurity, validation, ego, childhood trauma, mm. and your image are all things that people look to use romantic love to, mm. to kind of fill. That a, pl- a platonic love doesn't really feel so that but that also just goes to show like the level of like how genuine something is but i think that's why in today's society that's what a lot of people use um, relationships for how do you define uh slash want to be loved i've been reading this book um by bell hooks i realized that like how would i define love i would define love like starting from the internal like in the house and it's like if you never experience or get to see how love works you're always going to be like looking outside mm-hmm. for something and basically um just kind of compensating for stuff that you had missed. Like, essentially, like, what I look for, um, I talk about this with my mom all the time, but I look for someone kind, empathetic, uh, empathetic, empathetic, Mm -hmm. and I look for someone who, like, will reach out their hand before I reach mine, Mm -hmm. in the the sense that, like, if I'm struggling, they, I won't have to say that I'm struggling, like, they will already know, Mm -hmm. and they'll peep it, like, yeah, like, peeping is important to me, like, for someone to emotionally read me without having to say it all the time, because, you know, sometimes it's hard to express how Mm -hmm. I feel, sometimes, like, I'm frustrated, and maybe I might not even know how I feel, maybe I have anxiety about something, and, like, it's important for me to have somebody to, like, kind of, like, looking out for me. I want that through kindness, through action, and through words of affirmation type of thing, you know? Like, obviously, quality time, all of that is, like, nice, but quality time doesn't mean anything if it's with someone that isn't really for you. And I feel like if you guys have ever taken, like, the exam where it, like, tells you what you, like, what is it? It's, like, your, yeah, love language. Yeah, exactly. Then you'll find, like, what you want in a partner and, like, how you want to be loved. And I feel like my top one is, like, acts of service, and that's, like, what I feel like I can see in you as well. You want acts of service when it comes to someone else. And I feel like it just really shows, like, like, access service is, like, a really big thing to me, and then, like, it just goes from words of affirmation and everything from there, and I feel like when you get those, that, like, f- form of romance, and, like, you can feel loved, like, in that way, 
and it's just like catered to yourself and i feel like that's what people that's how i define it myself to be like to be loved and everything like that but i also think it also goes back to like self-love and then how you see love through your eyes i guess through mm-hmm. your own eyes yeah. i will also say my definition of love has to do with the same book all about love and it's it's kind of broken into to three steps uh intention action and then feeling i think people think it's the other way around like it starts with the feeling and then you you go from there but the feeling can't be created long term without just a consistent action and the ten- intention for that action to be um, put into place and i think that's what real love is that's platonic romantic religious spiritual all that comes from action discipline and consistency i feel like when you know, you know type mm-hmm. of feeling. So it's on a base-to-base, mm-hmm. base, like you can't look at somebody's relationship, but oh, they're in love. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the hell they're going through. Mm-hmm. So the way I define love is I just, my person got to be selfless, you know. It sounds kind of conceited, but my person got to kind of be obsessed with me mm-hmm. in, a, in a way. It's love, love is different, I guess. Uh, you're, you got to be in sync. There's so many aspects. Like on I, the I, same I mentioned wavelength. Earlier. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? They, they know exactly, like, like, like Hadaya said, they, um, they got to peep shit before it even happens, mm-hmm. you know. That was a good one. If, if, if yeah, you're feeling was. sad, I mean, down to the, to the T, even if you're, uh, even your cycle. Oh, the cycle might start. She's gonna <laughs> want her cheesecake. I'm gonna get some cheesecake from the store. Whatever, whatever it may be, just little things that shows that you're still here. Mm-hmm. Uh, acts of service, a big one. Actions. I mean, everybody's actions speak louder than words. They for sure do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can say a lot, but are you doing a lot? I mean, you know, love's supposed to be lifelong. Uh, and if some people make that pact to get married, then it's you know, it's a tie forever. You have to do all these things every day. There's no off days. Uh, with love so i would define love the way my um my family on my mom's side raised me like shout out to my grandfather and my aunties when i tell you like i learned how to love because of them and like my female friendships and so i feel like i'll peep values and qualities that my partner might have that like is similar to how i was raised Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay i see that especially my grandfather so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast episode If this is a format you guys like, please let me know because I would love to do these more often with other different topics. This episode was also in collaboration with the podcast The East Speaks. My friend Hidaya and her friend started a podcast that launched this year and I'll have their podcast as well as their podcast Instagram in the show notes if you guys want to go check that out. I will chat with you guys in my next episode. Bye!